Welcome to A Beggar Who Found Bread. I am Brad Alexander, your host and resident beggar who found bread, trying to let other men and women who are hungry know where I found the only bread that satisfies, the bread of life, Messiah Yeshua. This episode, What I Am. It's the song that put Edie Brickell on the map, so to speak, back in 1988 with her band, Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians. They had a strong folk rock flavor to them, and they also, yeah, they had a couple of sporadic follow-up albums, and she's had a fairly solid solo career. She even toured with comedian Steve Martin for a little while. He's an accomplished banjo player, if you were not aware. When Brickell and her band were performing on Saturday Night Live back in 88, she looked off stage and saw none other than Paul Simon. Their eyes met, and the rest, as they say, is history. And I kind of wonder if when she got off stage, the first thing she said to him in a reversal of roles was, Mr. Simon, are you trying to seduce me? Okay. Knowing the demographics of the listeners of this program, eh, there's probably about 8% of you that actually get that reference. Simon and Garfunkel song, Mrs. Robinson, the movie, The Graduate, Dustin Hoffman, eh, never mind. It's not about the music anyway. It's about the message, what I am. Let me start by maybe offending you or shocking you or making you think he's saying something contrary to the scriptures. So let me start there. Yeshua, Jesus, did not heal or cleanse a leper or multiple lepers. So do I have your attention? Yeshua did not cleanse lepers. So before you shut me off and call me names and tell people, don't listen to this guy anymore. He's gone way off the rails, man. Allow me to explain, please. Let's take a look at Matthew chapter 8. And we'll start at verse 1. And this is speaking of Messiah, Yeshua, after he has delivered the Sermon on the Mount. Okay, so we're picking up at verse 1, Matthew 8. When he came down from the mountain, large crowds followed him. And a man with leprosy, Tsaarat, came to him and bowed down before him, saying, Master, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Yeshua stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately, his leprosy, Tsarat, was cleansed. And Yeshua said to him, See that you tell no one, but go show yourself to the priest, Kohen, and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Um, Brad, you just literally read from Scripture that Yeshua cleansed a leper. What's your glitch, bro? No glitch. And that isn't what I just read. Yeshua did not cleanse a leper. From verse 2 again, And a man with leprosy came to him. And it's the same as recorded in the accounts in Mark 1 and Luke 5. A man with or a man covered with leprosy. Well, yeah, a leper. No, You see, in the Greek language, the word used is an adjective meaning leprous or with leprosy. And in the Hebrew language, when we see the word leper, the word is a verb meaning stricken with leprosy. 
I know most English translations turn these into nouns. A noun, leper. And I guess that's done for brevity and for convenience sake. But there is a problem, distinct problem, with converting adjectives, verbs, and adverbs into nouns. You see, in the Hebrew language, and it appears also to be true of the Greek language as well, the noun comes first. Okay, so what's the big deal? I know a leper means a person with leprosy. So what's the point? The point is, where many translations use the word leper, what is written is a man with leprosy or a person stricken with leprosy. The noun defines, the adjectives and the verbs describe a state of being. Yeshua cleansed or healed a man with leprosy. He did not heal a leper or cleanse a leper. See, having leprosy describes the man's temporary state. If leper is what he is, then leper defines him. And he is ever a leper and nothing more. And that is inaccurate. He is a man stricken with a disease, and Yeshua, Messiah, cleansed him. And now he is a man who is cleansed. You may recall the prophet Jonah. He got upset when a plant which was giving him shade, right? He's sitting outside Nineveh, and he's actually hoping to see the destruction of Nineveh and the people there. And so he's sitting out there, and for a little while, this plant grew and offered him shade and protected him. Well, that plant withers and dies. And Jonah starts complaining to Adonai about that plant dying. And the Lord's response was like, you care more about that one plant than you do 150,000 men and women who are created in my image and likeness. When we use descriptive words to define people, we dehumanize them. We say things like that addict, those homeless bums, that whore, those illegals, that drunk, thief, liar. And on and on we go. And by doing so, we define individuals by their state or by their actions or their behaviors. And we do not define them by their humanity, which is how God defines them. First and foremost, they are men, women, and children created in the image and likeness of the living God, for whom Yeshua died, that they may be reconciled to the Father. So we must always acknowledge by whom people are created and the value the Creator God has placed on them. And that value is the life of His Son, Messiah Yeshua. I personally work with men and women who struggle with heroin addiction. I do not work with addicts. I work with men and women who struggle in addiction. And one of the great hurdles is getting people to understand addiction does not define them. That is not who they are. They are men and women created in the image and likeness of the living God. And he has determined their value. Addiction does not determine their value. God has set their value. 
by the price that he paid, the life of his son, sacrificed for them, sacrificed for all. And I absolutely believe it is vital that we put the noun first. People are not illegals. They are men and women and children created in the image and likeness of the living God who are in the United States illegally. No, it doesn't justify their actions that they are created in the image and likeness of God. But we cannot dehumanize them. We cannot rob them of that. When we define people by their actions, behaviors, or their state of being, we put them in a box. We generalize and we stereotype, which is quite easy to do. And we think it makes life simpler to do that because then we stick that label on and that's the expected behavior. That's, that's all we can ever expect from them because, boom, they fit in this box. They're addicts. They're homeless. Whatever we want to put them on. It doesn't make it correct. Just because it makes it easier to do, it doesn't make it right. The more these labels are put on people, the more we forget who made them and what is their value. We visit men, women, and children stricken with cancer. We comfort people who have no home. We counsel humans struggling with addictions. We help men, women, and children who are here illegally in unfamiliar territory who have been alienated. First and foremost, men, women, and children created in the image and likeness of God. We cannot rob people of that. At the core, we are all men, women, and children stricken with leprosy. It's a spiritual leprosy, an uncleanness that separates us from the holy, set-apart God of the universe. When we recognize our unclean state, which separates us from Adonai Elohim, the Lord our God, we desperately want to be made clean when we recognize that that uncleanness is on us, it is, it, it, is, it is upon us. We recognize that and we want to get rid of it so that we can have that relationship, that right relationship with the Father. The only one who can cleanse us is Messiah Yeshua. When we cry out, Lord, if you are willing, make me clean. He is willing. We repent of our sin, the breaking of the Torah, the law of God. That is our spiritual leprosy, our uncleanness. And when we turn to God through Messiah, we are made clean. We no longer live as unclean, leprous men, women, and children. We live as people who have been cleansed and are in a restored relationship with the Father. We should live in gratitude for what God has done, the lengths he has gone to cleanse us, that we may be in his presence, no longer in a state of uncleanness because of our lawlessness, but in a state of righteousness because of what God has done. And we should desire to live as such, seeking to know how he wants us to conduct ourselves, living as men, women, and children, bought with a price, redeemed from our helpless state, by the precious blood of Messiah, the spotless Lamb of God. I implore you, 
Look first to the noun, men, women, and children created in the image and likeness of God, purchased at the cost of Yeshua's life. See them as men, women, and children created in his image and likeness. Pray for them, for the restoration, for their uncleanness to be cleansed and reach out and touch them as those who have been made clean by the living God through Messiah Jesus. We must see people as men, women, and children created in his image and likeness who have been purchased at the cost of Yeshua's life. Everything else is just window dressing, be it good or bad. Focus on the noun. Put the noun first. After all, I'm a man, hungry and begging to be filled and satisfied. I found the bread of life, Messiah Yeshua, and I want other hungry men, women, and children to know where I found this bread, that they too may be satisfied. Let's go out and give them heaven. Shalom.